My name is uh, Tito Gambarini. I like to use Tito because it's the child name of Alberto. I came from Buenos Aires, and I came to, uh, to this country by accident. I was planning to, by recommendation of my chief of surgery in Buenos Aires, to go to France and get training in cardiovascular surgery. And that was in 1957. But the contract that I get in Paris for cardiovascular surgery, I had to wait about one year and a half, almost two years. One friend who was a cardiologist in Providence, and he said, why don't wait that year and a half in the United States? And I believe that in the beginning was a crazy idea, but he said, you are alone. Um, but I say, well, I am practice with my brother, which is pediatric surgeon, and I enjoy it, uh, working in the Department of Surgery in Buenos Aires, in Rawson Hospital. But then I have a second thought. I say, why not? I am alone. So it, uh, I call the cardiologist that was in Providence, and he say, sure, come here and stay here for six months, eight months, and I will talk with Lillian Jones, which is a thoracic surgeon, so you can assist him for a period of time. It looked to me that, well, I can wait that time in the United States. And my problem was that I didn't talk any English. But anyway, the doctor convinced, the cardiologist convinced me to come. And I did. So it, uh, I arrived to Providence in 1958. And I become an assistant with thoracic surgeon of name Leyland Jones. And I help him, and we become some sort of friend. And he say, the rest of those year and a half that you had to wait, why don't go to the, the Philadelphia? We will talk with Dr. Thomas O'Neill, which is the chief of surgery in thoracic surgery in Tempe University Episcopal Hospital, Rush Hospital. And I did it. So I came to Philadelphia, and one night I was in the covering the emergency room. The nurse called me, it was nine o'clock at night, and said, there is a lady with a foreign body in the eye, and she is from Argentina. So I ran downstairs, I removed the foreign body, and I fall in love. So we dated, we, we married, canceled the trip to France, I decided to go to Argentina and try to see if I was able to introduce all the equipment, the new equipment, for open heart surgery. The government was a mess, was a dictatorship. I have a position in the university for teaching in medical school. I had two positions, but I never received a check because of the problems in Argentina. After one year, I decided to come back. I did my residency in in thoracic surgery. And then at, uh, I meet Dr. Harold Knight, who has training in Cleveland Clinic, and he offered me to go to Hartford to practice together thoracic and cardiovascular surgery. And Elsa, at the same time, applied as a professor in Yale University. She was accepted as a, prof- as a student and then as a professor. So she teach in Yale literature, especially I'm Latin American literature. And I opened my practice with Harold Knight. Harold Knight died at the age of 51. There was a lot of stress at that moment in cardiac surgery. We have a lot of morbidity, 
and a high mortality doing open heart surgery in those years. I get uh, another two partners, a Japanese and another from Canada, and we continue to practice. Cardiac surgery in those years was very tough. One thing that uh, happened to me, to have this thing that you get in your health when you do work such like that, continuous at uh, many hours in the hospital. So many times you stay in the intensive care unit. I lost the Japanese were from a stroke, and the other guy was suffering too from the, from the stress of surgery. When I also say to me, Tito, retire, go to Rhode Island School of Design. I know that you love art. And I say, Elsa, we don't have enough. She said, Tito, I don't like to be a rich widow. So I went to Rhode Island School of Design. I was 65, 66. And I went to Rhode Island School of Design, and that was my passion. But in the School of Rhode Island Design, I learned composition, I learned the handling of color, and so and so for two, more than two years. My father immigrated to Argentina like many men to make money. Argentina at that moment, 1910, was a very rich country. People put money buying some land, left for Europe and come back. In five years, they were rich. My father heard that through a good friend in Milan who was a British, convinced him to go to Argentina and make money. So my father studied the art of design in Milan and became a professional tailor. And so he decided to come to Buenos Aires. The ship that arrived to Buenos Aires was full of men. So Buenos Aires, at that time, 1910, 1912, the city was predominant male. So that was my father's arrival to Buenos Aires because in the United States were family arriving to this country. But in Argentina were the men thinking about to send money and then return. My father fell in love with Argentina and never went back to Italy. Very similar to happen to me here. I love this country. You are very lucky to be in this country. I live in a country with dictatorship. As a medical student, I went to jail a couple of times, protesting the government or the dictatorship. Especially the, the first one that I have was when the government expelled from medical school Dr. Husay. Bernard Husay was a Jewish doctor, a brilliant physiologist with a Nobel Prize in diabetes. He was a teacher to us, and I became an assistant to the physiology department. And the reason that the spell Dr. Lusay was political and because he was a Jew. So we went and strike, 200 students. We closed the building, and the following morning, soldiers and policemen come with machine gun and put all of us in jail. At that time, you were not able to talk in a cafe of any place against the government. You were there, and then suddenly you talk against the government, Immediately, you don't know what will happen to you. That is uh, to live in another country. I love America. I was lucky to have a wife, three children, and America. <laughs>